What's up, WizKids, and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Jamoke Davis here with Zach Rosen and Chris Gehring, and we're so excited. Coming off of a Sunday night <laughs> win over the Sixers. So much energy this Monday morning. It, it was like more. I got more energy than Joel Embiid eating a hamburger before the game. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, I saw yeah. that. He, he eats he, courtside. It's kind of interesting. It is very interesting. Yeah. I think you should eat courtside. We saw you with the red vest on in oh, postgame, yeah. Zach. You should just like – Behind have John. like a, a yeah. beef jerky. Someone texted me and said, "Yeah, you were on TV for like ten seconds slurpee. behind John." I didn't even realize John was in front of me because yeah. I was just trying to get a video. <laughs> I know we're talking video; it's on visual a on a there. podcast. But you do have to have your, have your head on the, head swivel. On the swivel. We were looking at uh, Chris shared a wonderful gif of him wearing the vest on the court at Cleveland. It's been fun here, but but we're in a good mood. We're excited. Wizards won again, nine and three. Post John Wall having to take an extended break. I think everybody, you know, you kind of held your breath what would happen after he went out. But the team has really played well, shared the ball, done done very well. And they beat the Sixers last night after they lost a game on a back-to-back. They come back and win the next game. So it's really exciting. But the real exciting news is, especially after a win, you know, the Wizards just beat the Sixers. What would you do post-game? Well, if you wanted to, you could have gone over to Crimson, Pod DC. They got deals, right, Zach? Yeah. Uh, so we'll be re- recording a podcast there once a month, basically the rest of the season. Yeah. And I was informed today that, that after a game, if you have a VIP wristband, so that could be Etihad, Players Club, uh, the other ones as well, you can get a shot and a beer there for $5. So, you know, that's a pretty good deal. But. They also have really good food over there uh, at Crimson. They have a whiskey room downstairs. We went to, like, the little soft opening. Yeah. The yeah. food was delicious. Yeah, so we're going to record down in that whiskey room. Should have a good guest in March. So and Maybe then, to replace Bradley Beal, who won't be joining us March 5th. Oh, sorry, everybody. Of that? I was, sorry, sorry. You ruined my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but check them out. Check them out at Pod DC. Um, those are our guys. We got to go, we got to go sample some food. Um, me and my girlfriend went to the whiskey bar down there and the, the yeah, so and, uh, the, um, <laughs> the space down there is really cool. It's a big, it's a really big space that you don't really envision, I think. Yeah. And so you got to check it out. The, the upstairs of the restaurant is really great. It's like the a hotel is great, down but, there, the, but yeah, down the bar the down there is really, really cool. They've got a great selection if you're into whiskey, whatever else. Um, it's a good time. It's a good, cool space, unique for DC, I would say so. Hopefully people Check can go uh, Wednesday after we beat the Warriors, right? That's right. And we'll let yeah. you know when we're going to be doing our podcast down there because we will have a yeah. player joining us. So it's going to be it's going to be a, a big deal for us to take the podcast on the road, so to speak. I mean, yeah. we did go to Pod DC with Kelly, which was fun if you want to listen yeah. to that podcast. And his that dad, was an that was a lot of video. fun <laughs> in, the, in the hotel room. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we will go live on Facebook if the lighting's good. Awesome. But we'll be promoting it once yeah. it's announced and everything. Yeah. So. Okay, so Philly. That was a big win. I even had a buddy of mine texting me before the game, like, watch out, the process coming down. And the Wizards took care of business. Yeah, you look at, I think it was the defense that really stood out. And that's coupled with the fact that Philly missed a lot of shots. They were playing on a back-to-back. And, like, Embiid, it was only the third time he's ever played on a back-to-back. And you could kind of tell. But I would say, when we were looking at the defensive numbers this morning, Gortad and Jan Mahinmi, like, shut him down. Yeah. So, I mean, props to those guys for hanging in there. I think you saw Gortat just battle down low. And mm-hmm. he showed, you know, even at 34, he's built to to, to bruise with some of the best in the league. Uh, I thought Sadoransky had, you know, maybe not statistically 
I mean, across the board, it looked really good with seven with points, the rebounds, ten, points, ten assists, assists yeah. Re- but like his yeah. impact everywhere was very much felt, and he played more minutes than usual. And then, I mean, Otto probably had one of his best games in in the recent weeks. But mm-hmm. He's been really good lately. He had like what four bu- four buzzer beaters in yeah. one quarter. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was yeah. so bizarre. When you when that's happening, you feel good about your team. I mean, Philly brought it with an eight in the fourth quarter, but I thought you know Brad really put the game away and Kelly had a huge first half I mean everyone contributed yeah they shot over 50% as a team every all all the three-point shooters were fairly efficient from beyond the arc Brad three for five Otto three for six Kelly was four for seven so you know every time that the Sixers got a chance to get back in the game Ubre, Porter, Beal they really stepped up and the note that I have about Sadoransky that I I think we've all noticed as he's grown into the lineup and has gotten a lot more run, but his, his feel for the game with this group has gotten really, really to a point where it's, it's impressive, honestly, that it's really only a second full year in the NBA. Um, he had said coming into last year that he's always been a point guard. He's a natural point guard, a ball handler. We're seeing that now that he's more comfortable with the NBA game and just his feel for his teammates and, you know, he and Keith have a really good chemistry with like you know high pick and rolls and Keith getting to the Keith getting to the bucket. Sadoransky's very aware of that and just moving the ball. It's 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 really really been fun to watch. Last night was another great example of that. Really just continuing. Um, I don't know the exact assist to, assist to field goal ratio, but it was high. Last it, night. it is, it and, like and even at Cleveland, Cleveland, yeah. no turnover, seventeen points, eight assists, and that went over Cleveland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's really coming to his own and becoming more and more comfortable with every game being in that starting lineup and, and being the point guard. Even though we know that Bradley Beal has been playing a lot more of that point the guard or is. combo guard position too. For well, sure. Another thing has been Sato's defense, which I'm sure. People have seen what I put out on Twitter, which is his. These these are his last twelve games, the nine and three, and this is just absurd. Four hundred and forty six possessions he's defended one on one with a player. He's given up eighty seven points. Opponents are shooting thirty three percent in those possessions, and he's forced sixteen turnovers. I mean, yeah. for an on ball defender, that's pretty unheard of. And really, he's only given up forty five assists. No players had more than six assists against him. Um, I think most most defensive-minded players would tell you they'd much rather give up an assist than uh, someone to score right on them, and that's kind of yeah. what a lockdown defender does. And it's not only that he's defending point guards, but last night his main guy was J.J. Redick. Yeah. And I, I thought Beal would guard Redick, but because Simmons kind of creates a weird mismatch with your defense, yeah. like the Wizards put Porter and Oubre on him mainly, right. that means that you kind of have to guard off ball too. So that was very interesting. Uh, Sato, as Jamoke is pointing out, uh, is fourth in assist ratio in the NBA right now. Uh, third in assist to turnover ratio. I mean, the, a lot of those stats were there even before he started, and now yeah. to, to be consistent with that is pretty right. Impressive. Right. It's really hard to increase the workload that he's had. Like it's been a significant jump from maybe last year, beginning of this year, to where he is at right now, and to ha- to post those numbers is really really impressive. And I forget who who posted it, but it was maybe a week ago now. But projecting out how the Wizards have played with Sadoransky in the oh, starting yeah. lineup, the Wizards project if you know if the, if these numbers continued over a full season, you're looking at whatever the formula is like yeah. a 58. They're 58 performing wins. like a 58-ish yeah. win team yeah. with Sadoransky in the starting lineup, and 
we can go find that tweet later later on but yeah, i think it was nba math yeah which is a good account yeah mm-hmm. um but it's that kind of a level and and i i you know we heard on tv this morning that somebody mentioned that the wizards were just going to you know if they were to keep um you know keep treading water until john wall got back i think it's important to point out that that sadaransky stepping up Otto stepping up kelly brad really down the line everyone has stepped up to the point where the wizards are not treading water here Mm -hmm. um they have an opportunity to jump up into that third seed we'll talk about this week a little bit starting with milwaukee tomorrow it's it's hard it's it's a really difficult schedule this week but the the opportunity is there and the wizards are playing you know you could watch them play and say they're playing well the 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 statistics the advanced stats all of it is backing up that they're just playing really well right now and it has to do with sato and on down the line and so they'll get a really good test all we, throughout this week we know that cleveland has lebron which is a big deal but i feel like they're playing more consistent than the Cavs. they are i 100%. really think they are yeah yeah 100%. well and the Cavs still have a lot to figure out with this new roster but yeah, I mean, what Chris is saying, like five of these nine wins without John have been against playoff teams, like good playoff teams. Yeah. So, and they could have beat Boston in that game as well. I mean, Charlotte was really the only game where they looked like defeated, and I think that was a result of a back-to-back off the All Star break. And honestly, Charlotte's playing really good basketball. They mm-hmm. destroyed Detroit yesterday. I mean, yeah. they're we we've said this about them all years that their record doesn't indicate their talent. So. And I don't um, understand what happened with Dwight Howard because he's playing amazing. He's what do you have, like 17 he's, he's rebounds a, and 14 above points? The rim again. And, yes. It's yeah. ridiculous. He's I mean, been unreal. nobody can really stop that. There's not a lot of centers no. that have that kind of jump anymore. Yeah. It's just a different league. The centers are focused on shooting and, you know, making mid-range shots. But he just, like, flies. I yeah. Mean, there's nothing you can do, Yeah. quite frankly. So. I mean, I think the Hornets might make a late push to get the Nate seed, so that'll be interesting to watch. Hopefully the Wizards don't need to face them yeah. because that's been a not yeah. a good matchup Nemesis. all year. They've been yeah. just scouting him well, I think, and they've gotten lucky on – I mean, they played the Wizards um, twice on long road trips and mm-hmm. then on a back-to-back, so yeah. that always has something to do with it. Yeah. All right, well, we've got a lot to do and talk about with the upcoming games at Milwaukee, who almost <laughs> they did lost lose, a tough yes. one. They, they lost, lost yesterday. yesterday. But they almost won it on the late three-pointer by Jason Terry. Uh, Yannick, shout out to Yannick, said it was like Otto hitting the three, but it was after the buzzer. Oh, Terry, uh, yeah. Yeah, Jason Terry. Yeah, he played Terry. a lot of crunch time minutes for them in that Yeah. Game. It's so interesting when you turn back the clock like that. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's, he's been really great for them. He's just like the Jace, kind of the Jason Smith of their team. Mm-hmm. Like he's a veteran. His name's also Jason. Oh, that helps. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he when he plays, he makes an impact. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, this is – I think we can say now that Jimmy Butler's hurt, that Minnesota Boston back to back probably would have been up there as a tough one. Uh, New Orleans, Miami, both on the road is tough. Uh, but this Milwaukee Golden State back to back, I think, is the toughest back to back of the season. For sure. Uh, the game is at seven local time in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. but it's eight here. And then Golden State is also eight o'clock here because they're both on national TV. I mean, we're on yeah, TV all week. A lot. We're- I think. You have to go into Milwaukee and be like, this is the game where we need to win because we're going to be tired. Even mm-hmm. though Golden State's on a road trip this week, they have a day off Tuesday. They play tonight, Monday. Yeah. It's just going to be really hard to beat them, like bottom line. Not that they can't, but I think Milwaukee is a huge game because of the standings, mm-hmm. and you need to really zero in on that game and then say, all right, well, let's turn our attention to Golden State after we win this game. You just have to take it a day at a time because – 
there's you, there's nothing worse than just staring at Golden State on a back to back. Yeah. Especially after you lose, to just yeah. be like, oh God, we're going home, but here comes Steph, KD. I mean, they're pretty healthy right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're Javale McGee, like, former Wizard beatable. in the starting I mean, lineup. They you can beat this team because they don't really have an inside presence. Mm-hmm. So and who knows what Zaza could be suspended by then for what he did to Russ. I don't really know what's formulated from yeah. that. But yeah. And I'm interested to see you talk about defense, Thomas Hadaransky, what he will be able to do against Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. That's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, th- I thought Sados, as we figured, struggled a little bit against Kemba because mm-hmm. of his quickness, and mm-hmm. that might be similar with Bledsoe and Steph. But the key with the Bucks is just don't let them get in transition because they will destroy you. Yeah. And if you make them play half-court offense, they are a very beatable team. Yeah. Kemba yesterday – Dwight set a pick, and what, he, like, Detroit? against Detroit, he, yeah. like, not only did a spin move on the pick, but, like, squeezed under Dwight. Like, he was, it was so tiny, so low to the ground, oh, and yeah. got to the cup for AM1. And I feel like Bledsoe has that same type of game where sure. you get that low center of gravity. It's tough for a yeah. taller guard like Sato. And the, well, and the other thing that Bledsoe has or is John that Wall for that matter just, sometimes. Bledsoe is just a really hard-nosed player. He he goes 100 miles an hour all the time and mm-hmm. um he's built you know he's a really strong like you said low to the ground point guard but he's super strong i would say he probably yeah, is stronger he's than huge. a guy like kemba and he can really absorb contact and so that's going to be a challenge for for sato for sure um defensively too bledsoe is is really really strong and so and this will be the first game they're playing against uh, Jabari, Jabari Parker. Yeah. Jabari, he might. Yeah. He hasn't started yet. And mm-hmm. I was. I mentioned to Chris yesterday. I said, "Well, I feel he like might, he should yeah. probably start 30? starting." Twenty-four minutes, eighteen points. Yeah, he looks pretty good. Last I mean, night, he's still a little frightened. I think on the floor a little bit, but he's got his jump back and yeah. he can shoot. Uh, and then, yeah, I, when you're talking about Bledsoe, it kind of he really reminds me of Sadoransky. They're very similar. Mm-hmm. He's just Bledsoe's smaller, yeah. but he plays big. Mm-hmm. Sadoransky's obviously a very tall point guard, like yeah. old school. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot of interesting matchups, but it's Chris I mean, Middleton it starts with stopping Giannis. How yeah. are you going to yeah. stop him? And I mean, the- him and Keith have gotten into it the last couple seasons because Keith is really good on guys like that, like the stretch fours, mm-hmm. but. That's what it comes down to every time you play the Bucks. If you can hold Giannis to, you know, 25 points, 40 to 50% shooting, because he's a really good field – he has a high, very high field goal percentage. You, yeah. You have a good chance to win. Yeah, and I, I think that starts, like Zach already said, that starts with – certainly starts with Sadoransky, but everybody with an emphasis on not turning the ball over because yeah. Giannis in transition – I mean, we watched it the last time they were mm-hmm. here. It is It is scary. And, and he's surrounded by guys who can make shots, too. I mean, Chris Middleton has been really phenomenal this year. Um, and so giving them odd man looks and stuff down the floor in transition is, is really, really where they can really kill you and really put a lot of points on you quick. And so we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I would also expect that, you know, we had a tough time in Milwaukee – what was it? Was it earlier this year? Yeah, we beat them on that road trip. Milwaukee's okay. won twice here. Yeah. So the road team has won each game, which is always weird. Same with mm-hmm. Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a really good crowd there. Uh, it's For sure. The Bucks. 
as a Milwaukee native, I know that people in Milwaukee take it very personally that the Bucks are on national TV, that they're on the, in the spotlight, kind of like Wizards fans. It's like a very big source of pride. Yeah. As you saw when the Bucks submitted that 2022 All Star bid, like the city of Milwaukee was like loving that. Like, yeah. there's a lot of pride because this, just like Philly and I yeah. guess DC too, but less in the last couple of years. But I feel they like it's like good. a forgotten city. Exactly. They haven't like been you, good. Gloss so over. now that they're good, they they love being embraced. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so if you want to embrace Milwaukee, Zach is going on a road trip. If Wizards fans are going there, where should they go and eat? What, uh, should, they do? what should they do? Around the arena, there's there's a lot of good just bar food, I would say. Uh, Major Goolsby's is one of the biggest, bar, like, best bars Major in America. Goolsby. It's very close by. Turner Hall's historic over there. Uh Everyone on the road loves Calderon Club for Italian. I, I'm, it's not my place, but I can see why. Uh, there's a lot of good Thai food downtown. Um, it's a lot of great restaurants. You can tweet at me if you really want to know one. I, mean, yeah. I can't imagine too many fans are going to be there. Give me your handle. Yeah, at Zachary S. Rosen. Uh, and I think most fans will probably try and stay here to, to see the Warriors play on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be so. You so you two think that maybe the toughest, well, definitely toughest back to back. I think of I the think entire season, sure. but tough best, just hardest two games about, in general. Think about how the the Wizards looked on Friday against Charlotte on a back to back. I think they won't be as tired on this one, but imagine if they played Golden State in that game, they would have lost by thirty five yeah. points. Yeah, it's so. hard. And then you know we'll get to Toronto and Indy later <laughs> this week, but. To have those two waiting for you after that back to back, thankfully they're all at home, but it helps. It's it's tough. I mean, playing every other day like that. Yeah. I mean, we're on a play every other day with the back to back in the middle of that for about what is it, seven or eight days here. So it's a tough stretch. It's later in the year. Um, it is good that it's off the All Star break at least, and so we'll uh, keep on keeping on. But tune in. Um, where are we? ESPN? No, sorry, TNT tomorrow night in milwaukee it's it's going to be worth tuning in for these are these are two teams where there are in they're just really interesting matchups and i think that it's just going to be another fun game to watch a fun game to watch indeed the wizards are two and one after the all-star break nine and three post john wall being shut down for six weeks or more they're doing very well he's in really good spirits yeah i mean he i think a lot of people have noted this but from I mean we've talked to people now too that he he's like so much more comfortable he doesn't feel the pressure to come back as soon because the team yeah. is playing well yeah. and whatever you're reading out there don't hearing don't pay I attention mean, to yeah. he's in really a really good spot right now and and honestly at this point it's it's good because if he can come back for like five or six games in April and then go we go in the playoffs who cares who we play I mean yeah. it really yeah. doesn't matter if they play like this and add John Wall. Yep. Speaking of John, he's right here on NBA TV go, next the, the to burger Ted with, with Yeah, Joel. the burger. Look at him eating a <laughs> hamburger. Um, but, yeah, the, the Warriors on Wednesday. So there's been a lot of spotlight on them, obviously, because they're supposed to be 82-0, and 0, but they yeah. haven't been playing great. But I really don't think it matters. KD always gets up when he plays here. Of course, last year he got hurt in the opening yeah. early. Six the first minutes. Five, yeah, early. yeah. He felt what happened. He, Gortat accidentally tripped Julia yeah. who tripped KD and he almost like they were they thought he might have torn something yeah last mm-hmm. year, but luckily he came back to get on that run mm-hmm. to win the the finals uh Steph has been really really good I mean I said on this pod I thought he'd win the MVP yeah Harden's probably gonna win the MVP yeah uh but 
Uh, and then, of course, Clay looks good in the three-point contest. Uh, I mean, he's always good. But their right. biggest problem is they just, like, don't really have an interior presence at all. And so that means, like, Gortat and Mahimi need to, when they play, need to just own the paint. Yeah. Keith's going to play the five a lot. Uh, I think if John was here, we would even see Otto at the five against this team. But that's probably Which not would be interesting. Happen. But the Wizards have played the Warriors well. I mean, well, considering all this. My know, own, I guess, somewhat limited scouting. I watched Golden State in Oklahoma City, and, you know, they went from – McGee and then Jaja was next but then after that yeah it was a very small lineup that you could I could see them saying okay let's put Otto at the five KD's been blocking shots like really well and then Draymond can just defend anybody Mm -hmm. so uh yes I would say you you have to start I'd usually say stop KD but I think he's gonna get his no matter what I would focus on stopping Steph and Clay Last year when the Wizards beat them after KD got hurt, of course, the Wizards held them, t- those two, to like 10 of 40 shooting in that game when mm-hmm. they won. I mean, it's really if, – if Golden State isn't hitting their shots, they get frustrated and they start complaining to everybody. And mm-hmm. and uh, They have more technicals they, this year. Yeah, than and they light up on defense. Their defense is like historically bad for yeah, how they've yeah. been under Steve Kerr. So there's opportunity, I'm just saying – it's going to be really tough on a back-to-back. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to disrupt them, but if you play with energy and you really play with a lot of grit, I know we say that a lot, but mm-hmm. and, and I think that Sadoransky is a really good candidate for that. Um, if you play hard against the Warriors defensively and just do your darndest to, to make things hard on them and to disrupt their flow, because when they when the ball zips around for them, they are impossible to beat. They're, mm-hmm. They are just they're the best at it and i don't think anybody can dispute that but when you get in the way and you start deflecting passes and you start rushing them and they make bad decisions like we said that's that's how you beat them and so we'll just have to we'll have to see if that energy is there um but if it is the wizards have plenty of weapons to make them pay for mistakes and make them pay for not getting back as well and so yeah um the ball moves well for when the, when the wizards are at their best too and certainly there are mismatches that the Wizards can create as well um, if they if they find those spaces. So we'll just have to see. It's going to be another fun one, but the whole dynamic of this week and the back-to-back and the travel, yeah. all those things have to factor into it if you talk about these two games. But yeah. um, it's still an exciting week. It's, it's, it's all playoff teams, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I'd also add that the the – as we're watching everyone <laughs> yeah. in the We're background. looking at Zach on the television yeah. with the big yeah. monumental ball vest on back there. Yeah, I was messing with, with Darren and Chris Miller. Uh, so, yeah, the other thing I was going to add, both these teams are not deep teams. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of high-end talent in the starting lineups. Jabari has helped for the Bucks a lot, but the Warriors haven't been getting a lot of help from, like, Livingston and Iguodala this year. Uh, and then the Bucks, Della Vadova and Brogdon are hurt. And Brogdon was really good, good yeah. against the Bucks, mm. against the it Wizards. Wizards yeah. What was that on the on MLK Day against John and Brad? Yeah, like uh, eighteen Bledsoe, points, I think. Yeah, him and Bledsoe shut him down. Yeah, it was really impressive. So, another thing to keep in mind: the Bucks defense is kind of uh, lacking without those two guys, which makes sense. They're two of the best defensive point mm-hmm. guards in the league. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be an exciting two days. Not a lot of sleep, a lot of work. Not a lot of sleep. Especially if we win, but, you know, yeah, that's life, yeah. and it continues over the weekend. It's a good yeah. life. And hopefully if after the, the Golden State game, hopefully get a W, head over to Crimson yep. at Pod DC. 
get a little drink special. Yeah, yeah, check it out. The food, the drinks, the ab- the atmosphere, the ambiance. It's all really cool. Definitely one of the one of the better kept secrets right now since they're uh, yeah. still and they have a rooftop. Bar. I love their dessert. Yeah. yeah, when it warms up. So when we're talking playoffs and we're talking April. Yeah. You gotta check out the rooftop. As yeah, well. it's nice. Very cool. All right, Whisk kids. Hope you've enjoyed this edition of Off the Bench for Chris Gehring and Zach Rosen. I'm Jamoke Davis. Ciao for now. Mm-hmm.